Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. I'm Chris, trained chef, recipe developer, culinary instructor, and busy mama. And the reason I'm sharing all of this with you is that today is part four of our Cooking with Kids series, Kids in the Kitchen. Let's get our kiddos into the kitchen alongside us, whether or not we are trained chefs, whether or not we have a ton of experience in the kitchen ourselves. It is so important to get your kids in the kitchen from as young and age as you can. And in the last three episodes of this series, we talked about the why, the benefit of getting your kids in the kitchen, the when, when to start to get your kids in the kitchen, hint, hint, they're never too, it's never too early, it's never too late, how to start getting them in the kitchen. In episode two, we talked about preparing to cook with kids. We talked about everything from tools, essential skills, and kitchen safety. And last episode, we talked about skills that your kids can start to learn, things they can start to help you with in the kitchen from ages two through five. So in today's episode, first of all, if you haven't listened to at least the first episode, if not the first two episodes, I want you to go back and listen to those first because that will give you a good overview of why this is so important. And then come on back here. Remember that even if your kids are just getting into the kitchen now, now is the perfect time to start. Whether your kids are six months, six or 16, you can find something for them to do alongside you in the kitchen and start teaching them the essential skill of cooking, even if that means you guys are learning alongside each other. So in last week's episode, we talked about kind of the toddler preschool stage. And today I want to talk about the elementary school stage into the middle school and high school stage when it comes to learning how to cook. So my background with this is that I have teach doesn't teach, I've taught dozens of kids throughout the years how to cook. I've taught a ton of private cooking classes. I've taught group cooking classes all the way back to when I was in high school. I taught classes at a local guild, so it's kind of like a community center to elementary school age kids. We did very, very simple recipes at that point because at that point I, I didn't even have any professional culinary experience or knowledge, but I just loved teaching kids how to cook. So I've been teaching kiddos 
in this age range how to cook since I was a kid myself. And teaching private classes is one of has been one of my favorite things to do because especially with the kids at different ages, it's been a way that I can really sort of tap into what kids can do in the kitchen because I think oftentimes we don't give our kids enough credit for the things that they can do with just a little bit of skill and a little bit of confidence. So I talked in the last episode about the ages two through five being the phase of kids starting to observe you in the kitchen, explore food, and play with food because kids learn through play, they learn through observation, they learn through modeling. Now, if your kids have seen you in the kitchen for several years and now they are six or 12 or 16, however old they are, but they haven't been in the kitchen, they might already have spent some time observing and exploring in the kitchen. Or maybe you're not so comfortable in the kitchen. Maybe you're not so comfortable cooking and you haven't really had your kids in the kitchen. They might need some time to go through that just observing and exploring stage before they dive into the next stages of learning how to cook. So just remember that if your kiddo is brand new at learning how to cook, then they are learning just to be around food. It might take them some time to get to some of the places that I'm talking about today. But if your kids have been in the kitchen since they were young or they have been around you cooking since they were younger, they are likely very ready to dive in to a lot of these different things that I'm going to talk to you about today. Now, in any case, it's all about what you are confident with or what really what you're comfortable with in terms of allowing them to do. I'm never telling you that you have to do these things with your kids. If you're not comfortable with your kids boiling water, then then, you know, it's what you're comfortable with, right? But I do want to emphasize that more often than not, they can do more than we think we can. So by giving them a little bit of freedom, it also helps to give them a little bit of confidence. And that's where I want to go today with the skills or the phase of skills that your kids are typically developing from ages 6 through 16. This is usually the point if they have been in the kitchen a bit growing up. um, I mean, I guess a six-year-old is not a grown-up. But if they've, for the last few years, if they've been in the kitchen with you at all, they're usually ready to start to advance in the kitchen. And so they're learning foundations. So they're learning the foundations of things like knife skills, of creating a recipe, of actually making a meal. And then they're also building on that confidence. So when they're two through five, they're more observing, exploring, playing. But then by the time they're six and up, they're usually ready to start learning those foundations of cooking and to gain that confidence so that when they do leave the house, they have the confidence to make a meal for their friends or when they're off in their first place, they know that you're confident that they can make themselves a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast and a sandwich for lunch and a basic pasta to dinner, right? Or maybe your kids are super into cooking and they're going to be able to make themselves a beautiful pad thai with some tofu and shrimp and crushed peanuts for dinner. (laughs) It all depends on your kiddo. But the essential skills of just learning the basics of cooking are helpful for every kiddo, whether they are super passionate about food or you just want to make sure that they can boil pasta without having to call you once they're in their first apartment. Not that you're not going to want them to call you. I'm sure you are, right? As moms, we still want them to call us, but you want to know that they can do it and they're going to be able to feed themselves. So this is the stage 
where they can start learning those foundations and start gaining more confidence in the kitchen. So let's dive in to some of the skills and the things that they can help you with in the kitchen. Just like in the last episode, there is going to be a printable that goes along with this that will organize these um, in just a little bit more of an organized fashion. These are not in any particular order of skills that they should start this one before this one. And remember, it all has to do with what you are comfortable having them start with, and then you can kind of move them up as you see fit. But I do think some of these things are important to learn before others, right? So things like knife skills. So let's start there. By the age of six, your kiddo is likely old enough to start learning basic knife skills. So going beyond using that plastic kid's knife and maybe using a stainless steel knife, maybe not, depending on if they've used a knife before and if they're comfortable with a knife. If they're not comfortable with using a metal knife or stainless steel knife, don't don't go there yet. Just wait until they're comfortable. But if they're comfortable, um, I joked in, I think it was the first episode of the series about my older daughter, my eight-year-old, just going into the kitchen and cutting herself up a bowl of strawberries without us there and being like, um, okay, now we're impressed and we know you can do it, but next time, just like, please make sure that there's an adult in the room. That's why it's important to go over safety rules before. So, you know, even those of us who have been in the culinary world for a decade, sometimes we forget to remind our kids that we still need to be there. (laughs) But she is very comfortable and confident with a knife because she's been using a knife for a couple years now. And so if they are comfortable, then it's all about teaching them those basic knife skills. Um, And if you need to learn those basic knife skills, come to one of my cooking classes and you can learn those and then teach them too. Um, But at this point, once they learn those basic knife skills, especially if they've been, um, I don't want to say playing with knives, but if they've been practicing with really soft items, so bananas, strawberries, mushrooms, if they've been practicing with those, then they're probably ready to start cutting harder and ingredients. So slicing their own apples or, you know, being able to cut up that carrot for that soup, right? So you might, you know, slippery items like onions, things like that, they, you might need to wait until they're a little bit more comfortable with that stainless steel knife before you get into those. But I think all of these things are really important skills for kiddos to have. So starting with those basic knife skills and then moving on to cutting harder ingredients is a really important basic skill. Something else that your kids can help you to do um, from the age of six on is planning a meal. So starting to understand the different components of a meal. So just cooking pasta and putting it on a plate isn't a full meal. You need something else with it. You need some sort of a sauce usually. You need usually some sort of a protein and or a vegetable. Both, in my opinion, is great. Um, And so they can start planning things out. Okay, we're going to have pasta tonight. So What kind of sauce are we going to put on the pasta? What kind of protein are we going to have with the pasta? What goes with that sauce? Like, What flavors go with that sauce? What kind of vegetable do we want to have on the side? And you can start to bring them into that conversation and start planning the meal together and understand the different components of the meal. You can also teach them to follow recipes. This is an essential skill. I think these three skills are probably the top three you want to start with, and then the rest of them are kind of in in no particular order. So learning how to follow a recipe, like I've mentioned previously, um, a lot of adults don't know how to follow a recipe correctly. And that's, you know, no fault of the adult. Oftentimes, it's just that we weren't taught that, right? So following a recipe means reading through the entire recipe first, reading through each one of the ingredients. 
understanding that we need to get those ingredients prepared before we prepare the rest of the dish. When we read through all of the instructions, it will tell us if we need to preheat the oven. It will tell us, it'll give us hints for what equipment we might need. We might need to get out. So teach them to read through the recipe understand what steps they're going to need to take. They don't need to memorize them. Just have a general overview, right? It's like glancing at the GPS before you get in the car so you have an idea of what direction you're going in. And it just makes it a little bit easier having that bird's eye view. Then teach them that, okay, we've got to read through the ingredients, get those ingredients out, do our mise en place, and then we can start cooking the recipe. So I think basic knife skills planning a meal together, involving them in that, and following recipes are really, really important skills to teach them during this time, this like 6 through 16 age range, which I know is 10 years. That's a long time. And there are going to be some of these skills that are going to be better suited to older kiddos than younger kiddos. But I do think it's all about your kiddo and their skill level. There are some of these skills that you know, there are some 16-year-olds that wouldn't be comfortable doing some of these things. And the 13-year-old I worked with a couple years ago, we did a whole like 12-week cooking series together. I mean, he's he's cooking full meals himself, baking bread. Like he's, you know, and, and real like incredible like Asian food. He's he's great. He's got it. I guess he's not 13 anymore. He's like 15 now, <laughs> but time flies. But he would be confident doing these. There are some of these things where, you know, my eight-year-old might be confident doing these, but your 12-year-old might not. So remember, just to to keep your kid in mind when it comes to these, um, some of them are more simple than others. One of the ones that's quite simple, but I think is a really great skill for kids to have, is just making a basic smoothie. So being able to make themselves a smoothie helps your kiddos to start to understand flavor combinations, right? So which fruits go together. Maybe if you've encouraged them to put in a little bit of spinach, how much spinach you know tastes good in my smoothie, how much um, it also helps with ingredient ratios in order to blend it. I need a certain amount of liquid, so milk or water, or maybe a little bit of juice, whatever they're going to use. Uh, and it can also help them to understand things like, okay, maybe we want to add a little bit of protein so it keeps me full if it's supposed to be a meal rather than a snack. Maybe we add some peanut butter. So flavor profiles. And then it gives them that autonomy to be able to make themselves a quick meal, right? So a smoothie can be a meal. So it can be a breakfast. It can be a lunch. My eight-year-old loves making herself smoothies for breakfast. We have a kid's protein powder. She knows she can use that. And she will mix together. Usually it's milk, fruit, and protein powder. Sometimes she adds some nut butter. She's not a huge fan of adding greens because she doesn't like the color, but she eats greens in other areas, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but making a smoothie is a really great way to get your kids started, and it's something that they'll be able to do themselves as well. Cooking pasta is something really simple that if your kiddo's younger, if they're six or so, you might you're gonna have to help them with it, right? But you can at least teach them that we turn the burner on that we make sure that we cover it, we bring it up to a boil, we add the salt, we add the pasta, we stir so it doesn't stick, and then maybe you do the draining. You can explain to them something like we, you know, if it's gluten-free pasta, you might rinse it, but if it's not, we typically don't rinse it if we're going to cook it with a sauce. If you guys don't know this, don't rinse your pasta, okay? First of all, you just seasoned it, and you don't want to rinse away most of that seasoning. Second of all, if you want your sauce to stick, then it needs that little bit of starch on there, right? So don't rinse your pasta. Um, And then something like making a basic cheese sauce so they can make homemade macaroni and cheese. 
This helps them learn um, that, actually, this is a really good one for patients, right? Because you have to slowly bring, you've got to make that roux, right? So you need to um, melt the butter with the flour um, and whisk the flour in. You don't want that to brown, but you also need to cook off that raw flavor of the flour. You need to add that milk slowly, slowly bring it up to a simmer, but you don't want to burn that milk, add in the cheese, stir it. So it's very, very simple simple, right? Add in the, uh, the seasonings. It's very simple, but it is something that requires some skill to it. So that's something that would be great to practice together so they can learn how to make um, homemade macaroni and cheese. Making meatballs start to finish. I talked about how my younger daughter really loves to help form the meatballs, but honestly, my four-year-old is almost ready to make meatballs herself. She can crack an egg, um, which is another skill, cooking eggs, Cracking eggs is sort of something, it's whenever you're comfortable, because, you know, there is going to be every other, not, probably not every other egg, but every few eggs, there's probably going to be a lost egg, right? So once they know how to crack an egg, they can crack the egg in there, they can measure out breadcrumbs, seasonings, they can mix that meat together. I like baking my meatballs in the oven, which tends to be a little bit safer than bake, than cooking them on the stove just because there's a splattering, things like that. So your kiddos from ages 6 to 16 are likely able to make meatballs start to finish by themselves. They're, they're pretty simple, and so that's a task that you can give them, especially if they know how to cook pasta. They can make meatballs. Learning how to heat up sauce um, or heat up a soup, so heat up leftovers, something they can learn. You know, you don't jack up the heat all the way. You slowly heat it up, and you might need to cover it so it doesn't splatter. You need to stir it so it heats evenly. All these things seem very basic, but they are very important to learn and things that your kiddos probably don't know. Remember, if they haven't been in the kitchen, they don't inherently know these things. So even though some of these things seem really basic, they're really important skills for them to learn. I just mentioned this before, but cracking eggs, learning how to crack eggs correctly, learning how to crack them on the table that or the counter, not on the side of the bowl. Again, another thing that if you didn't know, a lot of adults don't. Please don't crack them on the bowl. You're going to get so many shells in there. <laughs> Lightly crack them on the counter and then crack them into the bowl. Teaching them how to crack eggs, how to scramble eggs is a really good basic skill so they can make themselves eggs. If you can make themselves, if they can make themselves eggs, then they have protein for pretty much any meal, right? You can have eggs for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. They're my favorite food. So I think you can have eggs three times a day if you want to. <laughs> They're so good. Um, so cracking eggs is really good. Also, when they get a little bit older, learning how to hard cook eggs is a really good skill for them to have as well because they're great on top of salads. They're great on their own as a quick snack for breakfast over avocado toast, uh, making egg salad, so many different ways you can use them. So I think teaching your kids skills that they can use or ingredients that they can use in multiple ways is really powerful and really helpful. Um, making a salad and your kiddos might already know how to make a salad from a young age if if you've already had them help you make a salad but making a salad and then making a salad dressing start to finish and um, this is a great way to help them to understand different flavor components right um and why it's important to have a good you know the ratio the right ratio of vinegar to oil. You can teach them about emulsification. So I oftentimes like to add a little bit of mayonnaise to my salad dressing, which helps to hold the dressing together instead of it separating. So that's something that you can teach them. Different seasonings. If you season a salad dressing, letting it sit so that those flavors infuse into the salad dressing, not dressing the salad too soon because then it gets soggy. All of these things are important to learn, right? So 
teaching them how to make a salad and different flavor components of the salad, having different tastes and textures. Maybe you put cheese on your salad. Maybe you put nuts on your salad. Maybe you put dried fruit on your salad. What flavor combinations taste good? There's very, there's little risk in salad too. And usually it's not crazy expensive unless you're dumping like an entire bag of, bag of nut, nuts on there or like a whole block of cheese or, you know, thing, I don't know what you would call it log of goat cheese, something like that. Um, there's there's so much you can do with salads and, and they should be able to make a salad and dressing from start to finish, I think, before they kind of go off to college. That's a really easy skill. Um, they'll likely be able to start making pancakes by themselves, even if it's just pancakes from a mix. I still use a pancake mix because I it, they're great. <laughs> they're usually really basic or we choose a basic pancake mix and that's a, a way for your kids to get confident using the stove in a really low risk way. They'll likely start to be able to make muffins or cookies themselves. You can teach them how to do that. Again, the oven is, as long as you're teaching them safe oven skills, so use that oven mitt. Don't stick your head inside the oven. And I laugh, but these are things that kids need to know. They'll be able to bake things pretty quickly, probably quicker than you think they're going to. So definitely, definitely teach them those skills. Uh, I think by the age of, you know, at least at the latest, I would say eight, they should be able to start making their own lunches, um, especially if it's not a cooked lunch. It's just, you know, a sandwich or my kids just like deli meat with some sort of a dip and veggies and fruit. Those things are so easy to make. So give them the autonomy of making their own lunch once or twice a week. Maybe eventually they start to make their own lunch every day of the week. That would be great, right? Save mom a little bit of time. And they're also gaining that confidence in the kitchen. By the time they are really like, and again, I'm just giving kind of random ages, but by the time they're probably close to 10, maybe 9 or 10, they'll probably likely be able to start browning some meat um, and making a meat sauce on the stove, a really basic meat sauce. So that's something that they can do. There's a little, there's less risk in it in terms of other types of meat, like cooking chicken, um, which is definitely a skill that they can learn, but it is important that they understand that chicken needs to be cooked to 165 to make it safe. So it, um, you know, it's something like ground meat is pretty low risk because it's pretty easy to know when it's done. So that would be great and teach them how to brown meat for tacos or meat sauce. And then as they start to get a little bit older, so those are all skills that I think are pretty well suited to kids who are probably under the age of like 11 or 12. And then as they get a little bit older, then they can start doing some more advanced things. So they can start breading on their own. So a kiddo's under I mean, kiddos who are three or four can can help you bread, but they can start to bread and then pan fry. So they might be able to pan fry a thin cut chicken breast. The reason I say thin cut is because, again, it's it's just a little bit easier to know that it's done when it's a little bit thinner. So start them with those, build their confidence, and then they can move on to bigger pieces of meat, things like that, right? So they can bread and pan sear on their own, teaching them how to pan sear and finish in the oven. Um, they might be able to start learning how to use a grill pan or a saute pan to cook burgers. That's something they should um, oftentimes be able to do. They can probably make their own burgers at this point from ages, you know, probably 11 on. Uh, and then just basic, basic meat cookery, right? So like I said, breading chicken and pan frying, maybe finishing in the oven, maybe a basic steak, something like a flank steak that they could cook in the pan is something that you can teach them how to do. Um, fish, a very basic fish, cooking a basic salmon on the stove and or in the oven. It's also the age where you can start teaching them how to roast vegetables. So earlier on, it's I would, you know, typically stick to, you know, just for 
for kiddos like salads and maybe steamed vegetables because it's easy to do those on the stove. But then eventually you can teach them how to roast vegetables, which I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I think kiddos under the age of 11 could probably learn how to roast vegetables as well. It's just about having those knife skills, adding the oil, seasoning them, popping them in the oven. I think they can probably do that too. So I have this in the older category, but I think they, they can start roasting vegetables a little bit earlier if they're at that point too. When they're a little bit older, it's also a good time to start to teach them how to make different types of sauces. So maybe they can make that basic cheese sauce. You can experiment with other types of sauces as well and maybe start learning how to use something like a food processor or other tools like that. They can make something like a homemade hummus or a bean dip. Those are really easy things that your kids will likely be able to do independently by the time they're like a preteen or teenager. I know it seems crazy. Like, is my 12-year-old going to be able to make hummus? Yeah, they probably can as long as they're confident with using the tools. They can open up the can, drain the chickpeas, add the tahini and the lemon juice and whatever else they're going to put the cumin, <laughs> the salt, everything, whatever else they're going to use for the hummus. They can make a hummus and they can have themselves a really delicious snack. At this point, they can probably also make themselves pita chips and slice up some vegetables alongside. How cool is that? They can serve them, their friends a little Mediterranean platter for a snack for an after school snack when they have their friends over. These are all things that just by learning those basic skills, they can build up to the point where they're going to be serving their friends a delicious Mediterranean inspired dinner a couple years once they're they're on their own. Maybe they're in college or maybe they're out of college. So those basic skills add up. This is the point too, once they're kind of past that like 11 or 12 age and they've got those basic skills, they can start cooking meals independently. They'll be able to start making things like the burgers I mentioned or the breaded chicken I mentioned or meatballs um, or a meat sauce, tacos. They'll be able to start learning things like how to make a basic soup or a basic curry. One pot meals are really great. They'll be able to start doing that and you'll be able to maybe hand over one of the meals each week to them and be there for when they need it, for when they have questions, but allow them to try, allow them to experiment, allow them to burn things sometimes. That's how we all learn, even those of us who have been to culinary school. We've all burned things. We all still burn things sometimes. A couple days ago, I set off the fire alarm for goodness knows. I have no idea. The pan was just a little smoky and I set off the fire alarms. <laughs> it's always probably my deepest fear in a cooking class is, well, other than cutting myself, knock on wood, um, is that I will set the fire alarms off and that would just be a hilarious disaster. So, um, you know, it happens, right? But let them fumble a little bit, right? So let them start to cook independently. Let them start to to learn through doing. This is also the age where they can start to learn about different cuisines and flavor profiles. So ask them what cuisines they're interested in learning more about. Ask them what foods they want to try from maybe places they've eaten at, from takeout places or restaurants you've gone to. Where, What kind of foods, what kind of recipes, what kind of cuisines do they want to learn about? They can start learning about pairing flavors. It's a great time to allow them to grow and to allow them to explore. And last but not least, at this age... It is a great time to encourage them to start creating their own recipes, even if it's just a twist on chicken soup or it's some sort of a deli meat roll up with a different spread or something like that. Just encourage them. If they want to start creating their own recipes and inventing their own things, my daughter has like 15 different variations of lemonade she's come up with over the years, including one that was made with um, the 
Christmas tree droppings. We didn't drink that. No, we told her that we weren't going to do that. But it was a great idea. (laughs) We'll stick to the strawberry lemonade. But you know what? Just encourage the creativity, right? Encourage the creativity. When she's a little bit older, she'll probably realize that pine needles are just probably not. They're probably not what we want in our lemonade. But you know what? That's okay. She's interested. She's, you know, experimenting. And encourage them to do that, to cook independently, to try new cuisines, to invent their own recipes. This is how they learn. Just like the little ones, they learn through exploring and through play as well. So as much as you can, remember that, yep, even when they're older, there's probably still going to be a little bit of a mess, especially if they're just getting into the kitchen. It's never too late. And Again, I keep reiterating this and I want to every time. You do not need to be a master chef. You do not need to have a culinary degree or ever even having taken a cooking class. If you know these basic skills or you want to learn these basic skills, then you guys can learn right alongside each other. I would love to see you in a cooking class with me. Your kids are always welcome, whether they are in a kid-specific cooking class or they are in just a a general cooking class. I do cooking classes several times a year, um, oftentimes several times a month. So I would love to have you in a cooking class along with us, learning alongside your kiddos. It's such an important skill. And I truly hope that this series has been helpful for you. Um, Please find me over on Instagram. uh, Share pictures with me of you cooking alongside your kids. Share any questions you have about cooking with kids. If you like this series and you want more, there are so many more things we can dig into when it comes to getting kids in the kitchen and cooking with kids. So definitely reach out. Definitely share with me what you're cooking and share with me what you loved about this episode and this series and what you want to learn more about. I appreciate you listening and I hope to see you in a cooking class soon, especially with your kiddos. Um, And I will catch you in the next episode. I'm really excited for next month's Healthy Mama Hacks. Uh, It's kind of a series, kind of not, but there are some well-requested episodes. So I'm excited to dive in to all of those with you. Until then, I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.